0: Ha ha ha! Together we could cry and break forever Like the pages of the book I crashed my car right into a tree I dressed my life for a chance you come back to me You could my mind and left me to bleed I know you'd never cause an accident for me
1: That was last Valentine's The Wonder Girl remix by Pink Panthers. Before that, Chromatics with the page. Gang Gang dance, with vacuum, lush with deluxe. Sometimes by my bloody Valentine, Hope Sandoval, and the Warm Inventions with on the low, and we started that hour off with some Deaf Heaven Sunbather and uh tonight i'm gonna actually end things a little early right now but thank you all so much for tuning in again to another fun episode of the final hour hope you like the tracks i played and check out some of these artists i've been playing they're all some of my favorites we'll be back next week with more music hope to do uh, a full two hour set then but, uh, yeah, just got to dip early right now. I'm going to end it, y'all, with a little shot of day as a treat. Thank you again so much for tuning in. My name is The Archivist. Keep a lot to hear always F Mutiny Radio in the final hour every Sunday night, 8th, 10 p.m. Thank you again so much. Love y'all. Peace. The night. Black Black Plastic, Mutiny Radio.
0: Thank you.
2: touching my body, because you're not really my brother anyway. You know, I'm older than you, and actually, away from me and told me to get up from the table and I couldn't be sitting at the table.
0: Well, you
2: did. You already had five jellos early in the daytime. You were sneaking jellos and mine didn't know nothing about it. And you kept sneaking. Well, who told you? 'Cause you're not really my brother anyway. You know I'm older than you, and actually you were not born here. You were brought here by the police. I wasn't brought here by police. Yes, you were. The police brought you right in here and said, "Take care of this boy until he starts lying." And Found the police that you have lied, and you are going back to jail. And you kept sneaking. Who told you?
3: Bye.
4: sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They Get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday at 6 p.m at omg on
2: savory 6th street
4: savory 6th street show up to go up hey kids it's your pal (laughs) spiderman sorry spiderman ottima spiderman but I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some snails doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Right. Ben Mo? That's not real.
5: Show up to go up for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free
3: two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming.
4: daddy daddy what are we gonna do today
5: at 2 p.m on a saturday afternoon
4: oh over there at the parklet in front of atlas cafe for titans of comedy
5: that that's titans of comedy apparently they've got great sandwiches cafe drinks and even some of my favorite beverages like beer wine and sangria all the things i drink to forget your mother Anywho. With
4: the freezers. Freezer
5: Reservations on Eventbrite. Back in public schools.
3: In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that? Live.com comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy, and those that <laughs> go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows.
0: Da-da Join us on a journey Wednesdays, into the absurd. Da-da Wednesdays, da-da Wednesdays. Wednesdays, Radio Havana, da-da 1109 da-da Valencia.
5: Wednesdays, 22nd Wednesday in San Francisco. 7.30,
3: 7.30, come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics every Friday. San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month. OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. on radio, QGIF at OMG.
0: Uh,
8: the book that I have on Amazon is called Peace Drums Jesus Was a Hippie. And I um, love you guys. And thanks for letting me be me. Nobody's complained so far. And it's all being recorded, so you know, I make use of these shows. even if. Don't get a lot of feedback right now, uh, but I think I will sooner or later. And um, you guys have a good week, and, and go with God. God is with you. There is a supernatural. It does hang out with us. It's just trying to help us, it, and ap- it appreciates us. It appreciates the efforts we make to make a peaceful world, and to be kind to others, and you know we get we get a lot of rewards for that. Uh, as we feel good. It makes us feel good about ourselves, so we do all that. Let me see. I will attempt to put on three four. <laughs>
6: He goes to the Velazquez retrospective at the Metropolitan and totally freaks out seeing this like spiritual quality and even the spiritual arrogance in those works. He just looks around at his own paintings and other people's paintings, his peers, and he says, it's just not there now and I have to find it. So it's kind of some kind of grail scene after that, you know. At the petting zoo, it turns out to be the raven on Noah's ark and stuff. Who we sent out first before the pigeon, but he never came back. In the Bible, it's not that he died. He just, according to the hymn, he, he just, you know, kept on going. He said it was a great celebration. The flooded and he found land. He wanted to some great, you know, like, um, orchid to bring back an olive branch, that's the type of thing some fucking pigeon would bring back. <laughs> but it, that's a character in the book, but, um, he starts to get hit by this bird. <laughs> so, um, but I got it from this scene, he's sexually dysfunctional, you know, this guy, I mean, he gets more ass in the toilet seat, being this hot shot young know, artist, but, um, Young. There's nothing he can do about it. I know if it's physical or mental or what. At any rate, it all stems from this little scene that went down with him. Um, but not him. It happened to my friend Billy in real life. It was an amazing thing, I thought. It was in the early 60s. We were just blossoming into puberty, you know. And we were all, like, starting to jerk off at various times. Some of us were trying to jerk off. You know, we didn't know how to masturbate. And so guys, older brothers would tell us, no, man, you got to keep going, you got to work at it. You know? And if it's not hard, then you know, you got to wait another year or so. Um, and, and of course they don't chime in a dirty magazine or something would help, you know, and can't hurt. This is a 16 year old jerk giving advice, you know. And this is not a sex education class or something, you know. This is a guy named Marco. a friend of mine's older brother and um, you know Marco was like um, I don't know what Marco was like he's like a a precursor of a guy out of this Bruce Springsteen song but um, at any rate Marco told Billy that you know jerk off, he needed some image he could concentrate on, because he was almost there once, Billy said he felt some sensation, and he said, what, you just pulled back and punked out, That? Was, you, were, you were just about to do it, you know, he says, listen, get a dirty magazine if you can, or else just find something in the CS catalog, you know, the underwear is good and stuff like that, and, you know, all that juvenile stuff, and, but then he lays this trip on him, uh, he says, what you do is, i never done this myself, but i heard it's great. It's supposed to simulate a girls' parts perfect. You get a piece of raw veal. And, you know, if you could heat it up a little, all the better. If you can't, you know, just room temperature will do fine. <laughs> and so Billy is um, taken by Marco and uh, he goes. But first of all, he's too chicken to buy a Dirty Magazine because his mother is a spotless cleaner, and she will you know, find it for sure, and he'll be totally up the creek. So he doesn't want to deal with that. But he, he sees some things which really get him around. Thumbing through a copy of Time magazine, and there's a picture of Barbara Streisand. So she's in a bikini, and she's sitting on Elliot Gould's shoulders, she was married to him then, um, with these incredible boobs sticking out, and he had this thing about, you know, these, um, uh, a long Jewish nose and big breasts, you know, and this picture of Barbara Streisand turned him on, you know, Ellie Gould, I don't know, but, um, (laughs) so this was his, this was his fantasy picture, you know, and, um, I thought... A Time Magazine shot of his, like, this big with a caption under it, you know, like, Baffo Box Office with Hello Dolly or whatever she was, a funny girl, you know. But, um, at any rate, he, he thought that was good enough, he wasn't going to risk sneaking anything in, and, um, so he's thinking about it for days, and he opens up, his mother works all day, she works at the rectory where the priests live, like, cooking their meals and stuff and doing their shopping. And um, so he figures it's pretty safe, and one day um, he opens up his refrigerator and notice that um, this wasn't an uncommon thing, his mother made veal cutlets pretty often. But he opens it and sees like four veal fillets there in a package. And um, (laughs) he thinks, hey, what the hell, you know? Mom's not gonna be home. Um, She's over at the rectory, but so he takes you know, it's new, it hasn't been opened yet. You know how the, the foil is at the bottom? I mean, he has to get it open in this intricate way so we can put it back and look like it hasn't been used. And slip it back and hope he doesn't get that piece for dinner. Well, at any rate, he takes that and the magazine in the bathroom. It's got one of those little, um, you know, iron hook locks on it, which really is, you know, it doesn't work too well at all, but it's, it's like, in intimidation, and it, it says I'm in the, the bathroom. Don't bother me. And his mother's not too nosy. Really, you know, she goes to his things, but she's not gonna. She doesn't go in the bathroom ever. So he figures she's not home anyway. He's pretty safe. He takes a piece of uh, the picture, puts it up in front of him. Starts, getting, you know, carried away by Barbara's breasts and um, and. Uh, are and he grabs this fillet of veal around it, room temperature. He didn't, he didn't dare heat it. And he started rubbing it back and forth. And man, you know, he had nothing to compare it to, but it felt pretty good. So he went on with this, and all of a sudden he hits a door. And he panics for a moment but figures, oh, I'm okay, you know, i just smash the deal. He had, you know, he had his jacket in the bathroom with him so he could always put it in the pocket or something, you know. And, um, you know, what, what, he could always weasel that and that or something, That she wasn't gonna come in the bathroom. But at any rate, uh, she says, um, um, Billy, yeah, mom, I'm in the bathroom, I'll be out in about 10 minutes. <laughs> Maybe longer, I got cramps. But at any rate, she, she says, okay, dear. Just said, I was shopping for the rectory and I picked up my own things while I was there. And I figured I'd just run them up here first. And he could hear his mother putting things away in the kitchen. You know, he hears like a dozen oranges tumbling onto the kitchen floor of and oleum. She always did that. You know, she'd get these bags, those red net bags full of oranges. And she'd always pick them out Wrong side, and they'd all go tumbling out on the floor. Hears these sounds while he's trying to jerk off, you know. And it's most disturbing in his concentration. But the physical effect of rubbing against this veal is doing the job. So he's going on, checking out Barbara's bosom. And then hears his mom turn on the TV, you know, and uh, she's gotten the the food away. Uh, Fortunately, she. Uh, He's sure that she she hasn't noticed the um, missing uh, veal fillet. And she's watching the TV. And all of a sudden, he hears this kind of gasp from her. He hears a run, his mother running up to the TV, like, and turns it up. And it's real loud. And he can't really make it out, you know. But at this point, he's kind of stopped completely. And he goes, oh, what the hell, I keep going. Must be something that interest Maybe that she recognizes someone on the TV. But all of a sudden she starts screaming and crying, like wailing out loud. Oh, this is terrible. This is. Oh my God! My God! My God! Billy, Billy, come out! Come out! And before he could come out, and before he could even stick the veal in his pocket and get rid of the evidence and get rid of the magazine and get off the can his mother comes bursting into the room and just, you know, knocks a little lock right off his, out of the wall. And he's snagged, sitting on the toilet, looking at a picture of Barbara Streisand's tits with a piece of veal filet wrapped around his dick. And his mother said to him, John Kennedy has just been shot in Dallas. Billy, they think he's dead. Oh my God! What are you doing? And he is free, man. <laughs> he is free. And um, the veal fillet the just flops to the floor. You know, he should have just let it plop into the toilet and flush it. But I mean, she can see what it was by then. She says. That part of our dinner there tonight. She says, I think I know what you're doing. Let me see that magazine. She says, Time Magazine. She says, my God, what is this picture? And you know, she didn't, he didn't have, you know, like, uh, you know, 40 AD or something in his hand. But um, I mean, she said, my God, this is what it's come to. Do you realize? President of the United States was shot while you were doing a sinful, impure touch on yourself in the bathroom of this house. And where did you ever come to think of this piece of veal? (laughs) Horrible. I mean, she had no words for it, you know? And and neither do I for that matter. But (laughs) I mean, it was, it was just a horrible thing. She says, Billy, I just can't deal with this. The two horrible things have happened, one in my family and one to our nation. She says, I have to go back and watch the news to see if he's dead. He goes in, Billy's like kind of, you know, pulling up his pants, going in his room. He still doesn't know what to do with a piece of veal. He's like holding it in his hand, clutching it, you know, as if he's going to give it back to her. It's going to make everything okay. And then she's just frozen angry and not talking to him outside as she watches the TV and he's sitting in his room on the bed, downcast, and she just gives him little bulletins to make him feel even worse. Well, he's dead. It's official. He's dead. He wasn't just shot. The man is dead they blew his head apart and well I mean the the fact of the matter is the nation I mean a lot of people say America lost its innocence the day that John Kennedy got shot (laughs) and that's that's a sweeping statement and um, I'm not here to judge that but I do know one thing my man Billy lost his innocence a day John Kennedy got shot it's
0: not